What is going on, guys? Jesse here from Just Say It. How was everybody's weekend? It was super hot today. I uh, did the grass once again out there sweating like crazy. I started digging up these two rose bushes we have uh, growing in the front yard, but I got two of them out, and then this other this other plant I tried getting out was a pain in the you-know-what. So I had to I had to leave it till tomorrow because it was just it was so I was the genius trying to do yard work at twelve o'clock during the day. That's probably between twelve and two is really not the smartest time to be doing yard work. So I'll have to leave that to tomorrow. So, but how was everybody's weekend? Um, UFC Las Vegas five was that, the card was all right. Uh, how did how did uh, everyone else's weekend go? Thankfully, over the weekend, there wasn't a lot of crazy news uh, other than sports coming back. So other than that, it was a pretty calm weekend. Hopefully, everything's going back to normal. But if it, if it was, I probably just jinxed it. So why don't we get into episode 23, which is see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil after the Japanese proverb. And we're going to get into it why the Seattle uh, police chief is the cover of episode 23. So let's get into it. So here we go. This is an article from Como News. And it's also an article on Fox as well. But like I said before, I tried to mix up the sources that way um spread around the different sources so this is real i've never heard of como news but it is real because uh fox covered it as well so let's get into it here best implores city council to stand up for what is right after protesters visit her home and seattle she is the seattle police chief no evil here no evil big no evil is because it's funny she wants the police chief now wants the city to do what's right after they come to her house. Funny, beforehand you didn't see anything, hear anything. But now all of a sudden when they come to your house, once again, this isn't the first time. We've reported on this plenty of times. When the protesters go to their house, then it's a problem. But when it's happening to us, the people of this country, nobody, nobody, everyone turns the other, uh, closes their eyes, shuts their ears, looks the other way. But now she's got problems with it. So let's get into this article. Seattle Police Chief Cameron Best implored city, Seattle City Council members Sunday to stand up for what's right after a group of protesters targeted her home late Saturday night. Isn't that unfortunate? No, you should be standing up for what's right to begin with. If you remember, this is one of the first episodes we talked about this Seattle uh, Police Chief where she didn't want, she came out strong she said she didn't want to stand down, that higher-ups told her basically to let the police uh, precinct go. But what happened? Someone spoke, got to her, and she backtracked. And now she's been backtracking since, but now all of a sudden when they come to her house, now she's got the courage to speak up again. I'm sick of these people. If you're not going to do what's right all the time, you don't mean anything to me. It shouldn't be when it's convenient for you, when your life is threatened. What about us? You're there to serve and protect us. I'm tired of the double standard. So in a letter to the council that she also published on the department's crime blog, Bess said 
Her home in Snamash County, this word is awfully weird, was visited by a large group of aggressive protesters. What happened? I thought they were all peaceful. What happened? They were aggressive all of a sudden? And that while her neighbors were concerned, they were successful in ensuring the crowd was not able to trespass or engage in other illegal behavior in the area. Despite re uh, repeated attempts to do so, Best said the actions, again, el elected officials and especially civil servants as herself are out of line and go against every democratic principle that guides our nation. Before this devolves into the new way of doing business by mob rule here in Seattle and across the nation, elected officials like you must forcefully call for the end of these tactics. Why did it take till now to say this? I lost total respect for this woman. It should not have took for it to get to this point. I'm sick and tired of these people when it comes, when in the, when it's at their doorstep, then they need it to end. No, it should have been ended long ago. Weakness invites aggression. Stamp this crap out. They're not peaceful protesters. That said, the actions... Okay, in recent weeks, protesters have rallied against the homes of some city council members members and seattle mayor jenny durkin right that was the first one who they started harassing and then she changed her tune the letter comes as city council members begin a new round of discussions for cutting the sandy the seattle police department's budget a resolution is now in place and there are dozens of amendments for council members to sort through over the next several days the newest numbers from the seattle police department show that 55 56% of all calls are not criminal in nature. One of the main goals of the council's new resolution is to take those calls, the ones that aren't criminal, away from the police by creating a new, here we go, a new civilian-led department of community safety and violence prevention. Yeah, we saw how we see how that goes when you have neighborhood watches and you have people like Zimmerman with guns and stuff. You see how that ends up going. Because they don't respect police. They're really going to respect someone um, who basically is just a civilian like uh, me and you. That department would work alongside police and take over the non-criminal responses. Yeah, that's going to work oh so well. Taking money away from the police budget would pay for the new department. Yeah, because we're not going to see corruption there. And here we go. This is a quote. And are going to require a commitment that is demonstrated in writing from us that we are going to honor these promises to fully and totally create a new system, said council member Andrew Lewis. The move would mean layoffs for Seattle Police Department, though. It's unclear right now how many jobs would be cut. And the concern of many people is just who would be cut. Some are calling for cutting officers with the most complaints against them. Okay, if you're going to cut cops, it should be the ones with the most complaints. The council's budgets committee has two meetings Monday with the first coming in at 10 a.m. Then they meet Wednesday morning when they could take a vote on the matter and move some items forward. So what do you think of that? I think don't think the answer here is cutting the police department. Like I've said a thousand times, we need police reform. We need better training. And more investment into police, which means more money, not less. Less money isn't going to get you better training and better police. It's going to get you worse. 
vilifying police, like we say all the time, isn't going to get you better people doing the job. Is it going to get you worse? And giving 50% of the police department to a bunch of random people. Oh, so now you're going to have to worry about their tra training. You're just muddying the waters and making the situation worse. Police reform, better training. No matter what you do in any field, you can train 100% correct. You're never going to get perfect people. People are going to make mistakes. So the fact that only 10 people, 10 unarmed black people were sh shot and killed by police last year, and we don't know how many of those either looked like they were pulling out a gun, got aggressive with police, the number is relatively low. While every single life lost by mistake is not acceptable, mistakes are going to happen in every field. And no matter how great you train these people, it's not going to fix it 100%. But getting rid of police, as we've seen in New York, as we've seen in Chicago, only makes matters worse. And this this is just going to bring about more corruption because who's going to regulate these people? And then what are they going to do if they're not armed? Even if it's not a criminal call, it could, could turn into one super fast. You don't know the attentions of some of these people. This is going to end badly. You're creating a whole new set of problems when there doesn't need to be any. All we have to do is fix the clock we have. We don't need to break the clock and make a new clock. You just need to do a little bit of patchwork, a little bit of effort. You're going to create a whole new series of problems. This is not smart. So what do you think of that, Doozy? But I'm sick and tired of these mayors and these cops turning their back, hearing nothing, seeing nothing. But when it comes for them, then all of a sudden we need to do something. If you do what's right all the time, there's nothing to worry about. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. So that was our lead article. Seattle is still a mess. Apparently, they didn't learn from uh, CHOP. So let's, we got a doozy of Breitbart articles. So let's get into this a Breitbart article. Here we go. Fraud Fauci is back in our hearts once again. I tried looking for other articles to mix it up because I'm tired of talking about Fauci and COVID. But there's not a lot to choose from, so I had to pick the best ones. And I'm not going to cover stupid stuff just to fill in gaps. So here we go. I know you're tired of hearing about them, but this is important. So the National Institutes of Health, NIH, by the way, who just had a bunch of people arrested and kicked out, I believe, by the Trump administration because some of these people were corrupt. So NIH makes a shrine to Anthony Fauci. So they're not biased or anything. And they're not showing you their cards of who they support. So let's get into it. The National Institute of Health, NIH, created a shrine to honor Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, according to a report. Politicals Playbook reported on Friday that people turned the areas by the NIH elevators into a shrine to honor Fauci. So here's a picture for those of you listening via podcast. It's a bunch of letters posted to a wall and it says, thank you, Dr. Fauci and all the COVID researchers. Okay, that's fine. Hero with a mask. Keep pushing Dr. F Why is it all Dr. Fauci? What about the other doctor? Yeah, so it really is. A couple of them are fine, but... The rest of these look like brainwashing. So, I mean, Breitbart's making out a little bit more than what it really is. But still, it shouldn't be Fauci at the figurehead. There's plenty of other people working on that 
COVID-19 Task Force Coordinator Deborah Burks was spreading misinformation. Deborah Burks is the worst, Pelosi told Meadows and Eugen. Wow, wow, what a horrible what horrible hands are in. Oh, so we know who she likes, right? So if she likes Fauci and hates Deborah, you know who's the good one and who's the bad one, right? We know who to trust. However, she praised Fauci, saying he came to his sense and is now a hero. Right. You mean the, the Clinton puppet? Pelosi also note, noted that Fauci has the record for the most sold Topps baseball cards, stating they sold more baseball cards of him than anyone in history. And she's bragging about that? Isn't that disturbing? The guy went out and wore a COVID-19 jersey. The guy went out in InStyle magazine without a mask on, threw a baseball, stayed in the bleachers without a mask on, and now he's on a baseball card wearing a COVID-19 jersey when all these people are dying. Isn't that a little tasteless? And now she's touting this, that he has a baseball card? Is this really appropriate behavior of a doctor who's overseeing one of the worst pandemics in uh, the world history? Isn't that a little bit disturbing? I mean, what else can you say about it? They're all attention, you know what's. All they do is soak up in the sun with the attention. They love the camera on them. They love being in the spotlight. I'm so sick of this. But now we know for sure Fauci is bad news because Pelosi loves her, not Deborah. So that tells you all you need to know. So here we go. That's because he throws a wicked curveball. He's really dedicated to no one catching anything, Meadows replied. Republicans have sparred with Fauci's status as one of the premier authorities during the COVID-19 outbreak. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, an ortholomagist who recently recovered from the coronavirus, said in May that Fauci is not the end-all authority on the COVID-19 response. No kidding. Why should he be? Why shouldn't there be a group of doctors? Why is there only pretty much one big voice? There's checks. There's the Senate. There's Congress. There's different states all broken up. Why are we having one guy dictate whether our country stays close? It's insane. It's insane. I mean, you have Deborah there as well, but she's pretty much shadowed by uh, Fauci. You don't see her in all these magazines. You don't see her throwing out first pitches. I wonder why that is. Maybe she has some dignity, unlike uh, that fraud sheet. So Paul asserted that the state governments and localities should decide when to reopen rather than a national reopening strategy. There, Because you, you don't want Fauci dictating everything. Pretending that many models have overstated the number of COVID-19 deaths that would come for the pandemic. Really? Shocker. We've said this time and time again. The cases are overblown and over-exaggerated. We posted numerous articles pointing that out. And also the deaths, at least 25% of them are BS. And then you have 43% of the deaths from COVID-19 in the United States are all from nursing homes. 43% of 150,000. That is a scary stat. And when Massachusetts, New Jersey, Cali, and uh, what was the other up? Uh, New York all sent grandma, uh, the greatest generation to die with sending in sick or recovering COVID patients into nursing homes, basically sending them to death. Oh, so take the most 
send people either just recovering or that tested positive for COVID, put them in nursing homes instead of putting them in a hotel like you do with all the bums on the street doing drugs. But no, don't protect the greatest generation. Send them to die. Send them to die. I don't. Uh, I get so pissed off over that. So Rand continues here. We ought to have a little bit of humility in our belief that we know what's best for the economy. And as much as I respect you, Dr. Fauci, I don't think you're the end all be all. No kidding. I don't think you're the one person that gets to make that decision. 100% true. Rand Paul, Rand Paul has been great on what he's been saying. He's been he's been honest and he doesn't agree with Trump on everything. And you don't want someone. We say this all the time. You don't want a yes man. Rand Paul speaks up for the when since Trump's been president, everything, every time he's spoken up, he's been right. So he's been a really good guy to have in your corner since Trump's won. But Paul added, we can listen to your advice, but there are people on the other side saying that there's not going to be a surge and we can safely open the economy and the facts will bear this out. Right. They they shot down that black uh, doctor uh, that was saying that they're. COVID, you can prevent a lot of the COVID deaths with hydroxychloroquine. They shouted her down. What happened? I thought all black lives matter. They're so quick to shut her up, right? Oh, that's because she doesn't suit her their cause and their agenda. So she, she's made fun of. She's shouted down. She's thrown to the wayside. We need different opinions. And then you need to hear each side and then make all, take all the data and make an educated decision. Fauci should not be God in this situation. And to be honest with you, he's done nothing but flip-flop. He said masks work, masks don't work. Oh, now he wants, oh, well, if you could wear goggles, oh, if you can wear a visor, go ahead. It's out of control. What if I've said this and I to my family and I've said this to other people, what if we're only prolonging this? What if we need to have herd immunity? Everyone needs to get it and everyone's going to get it. And that's people who are going to die are going to die. What if we're prolonging this by not letting everyone get it and we're slowly letting these cases happen? Why not just let everyone get it and then it's done? The hospitals aren't overrun right now. What are we waiting for? How long are we going to keep loading the net? What happened to conservatives being about the national debt? Where is this money coming from? We're making, we're printing money that we don't have. When is it going to stop? We just can't keep printing money. We can't just keep telling people, oh, you can go to a liquor store, but you can't go to the gym, you can't go to church, and now they're arresting people? There's a bunch of videos of people getting arrested for not wearing a mask. People are trampling on our rights without the data. Like I said, 15 days, okay. 45 days, okay. Now there's no plan. There's no end game here. America needs an end game. We need an end game saying, when can we go back? Open up the schools. Open up the schools. We'll get into an article soon about that, but open up the country. Enough's enough. And people would have a lot more respect for this crap if the rules apply to everyone. People can burn, riot, loot, and have all these protests that thousands of people touch at each other, but we can't do common things. It's a joke, and it's a double standard, and everyone's sick of it. Everyone's sick of it. So while the shrine of Fauci was a little bit overblown by the media here, I want to be fair. Um, it's still, we need dissenting opinion and stop putting this guy on the pedestal. He does that enough himself. He doesn't need any more pats, pats on the back, this, this joker. So that's enough of that. 
So let's get into this last article that ties into what we just talked about. And then we don't have to talk about COVID for the rest of the show. How about that? Let's get this out of the way. So here's another Breitbart article. This is extremely important. CDC chief agrees there's perverse economic incentive for hospitals to inflate COVID-19 deaths. And we've said this time and time again. Follow the money. So let's get into it. United States hospitals have a perverse monetary incentive to increase their count of COVID-19 fatalities. U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, Director Robert Redfield. This guy's been great. He's been talking about on Twitter a bunch. We need to open up the schools. Kids need interaction with other kids. If it's less than the H1N1, and if it's less than car accidents and drownings in the year, open up the schools. This is political. I can, I'm going to scream it to the cows come home. This is political. And anyone who's paying attention knows it. It's political. So, Redfield indicated under questioning from a Republican lawmaker during a House panel hearing on Friday. Asked to comment on what Rep. Blaine said, a Republican from Missouri, described as perverse incentive during a hearing by the House Oversight and Reform Selective Subcommittee on the COVID-19 crisis. Dr. Redfield responded to his question. I think you're correct in what we've seen. This is in other disease processes too, really in the HIV epidemic. Somebody may have a heart attack, but also may have HIV. The hospital would prefer the classification for HIV because there's greater reimbursement. You hear what he just said? So if they say, if someone has HIV and something else dies of a heart attack, they're going to put, the hospital's going to put down HIV. HIV, a.k.a. lie, that way they get more kickbacks from health insurance or the government. Do you know how dangerous that is? Now, that's disturbing when it comes to stealing money, just in that case, from those the hospitals essentially manipulating the data to steal money. But now it's even worse. Not only are they stealing money, those numbers are inflated, which is causing us to be locked down and not be allowed to do our basic rights because of those numbers. So now not only are they stealing, they're killing the economy and they're forcing us to lose our rights that we have in this country all because they want to get a bigger check. So now it's 20 times worse. And this needs to be this needs to be looked into and they need to be held accountable. This is extremely dangerous. And they got away with it with HIV. So what's going to stop them? Why did, why do you think they won't get away with it now? They they're free rolling. They don't care. Oh, we got away with it here. Oh, why not? But now it's even worse. It's even worse. So he continues. So I do think there's some reality to that. When it comes to death reporting, though, ultimately it's how the physician defines it in the death certificate. We review all those death certificates. So I think probably it is less operable in the cause of death. Although I won't say there are not some cases. Right. Just like that motorcycle crash we covered that they said it was COVID when he got into a motorcycle crash and died. There's plenty of other cases that they happen to be COVID positive and were marked a COVID death if they had a heart attack or whatever else because they get more kickbacks. 
I do think, though, that when it comes to hospital reimbursement issues or individuals that get discharged, there could be some play in that for sure. No kidding. If they can do it, they're going to do it unless they have morals. Heaven forbid there's some more morality in this country. According to Congressman Adam Brett Greyer from the U.S. Health and Human Services, HHS Department, has conceded that there is an economic incentive for hospitals to inflate their fatalities for COVID. I mean, they're saying it. It's not fake news. They're saying it. So Greyer acknowledged that the stats he is getting from these states are overinflated, the Republican lawmakers said. The admiral testified earlier during Friday's hearing, but was no longer present during the questions about the COVID-19 test. Across the United States, the seven-day average number of new infections had plateaued as of Thursday evening and even begun to come down in recent days. Meanwhile, new fatalities reported daily and their seven-day average continued to go up but remain below peak levels. There is a lag of about three weeks or more between infection and death. As of midday Friday, COVID-19 had infected nearly 4.5 million people and killed over 150,000, says John Hopkins University tracker. So everyone is saying that the mortality rate is overinflated. And Colorado did that study 25%. And we broke it down in another video. Take the 25%. Take the 43% from nursing homes. What you have left on average is the deaths of the average. It's not much different. The way you contract it might be different, but the death rate is right on par with the average United States flu season. And where are the flu numbers? Oh, are we mixing them in? That's a whole nother problem. This needs to be investigated. And now that the White House is getting the data instead of going into the instead of it going to these agencies, hopefully now we're gonna get this stuff investigated and there'll be more clarity. But until you stop the hospitals from lying, there's no way to find out what the real number is. Because they have too many incentives to lie. And that is an issue all in itself. But that should have been handled with HIV. It should not have been kicked down the curb till once again now it's an even bigger issue. But this is what we like to do. We like to be re reactionary and not proactive. That is a huge problem. So that's enough of COVID. Please, I can't wait till COVID just disappears. So here, let's get, let's break, let's break the ice here and get into a hilarious article in my opinion, my humble opinion, a gateway pundit article. So here we go. Oh, I don't know why they started off with that. Navy investigates Video of dogs attacking America-hating communist Kaepernick villain at Navy SEAL Museum. So here's a picture. So you know when like the cops train or like the military trains with the UCA attack dogs, they'll put you. You ever you've seen these videos on TV? They'll put you in like that fluffy suit. That way it doesn't hurt you when the dog jumps and latches onto your arm. So they had the the that puffy suit on released to German shepherds. But uh, typically the dogs they use is like a, uh, it's a Belgium something. It's not, do you think they're German Shepherds because they look similar, but they're, they're not always German Shepherds. But anyway, so they put on that puffy thing, let the dogs tack them. But at the same time, they also threw on a Colin Kaepernick number seven jersey. So you see the dogs ripping it. I mean, that's kind of funny. I mean, 
you got to laugh at some stuff or you're going to cry. You're going to cry. So let's get back into it. So last week, the video went viral of a Navy SEAL, Navy SEALs at the Navy SEAL Museum in Fort Pierce using a Colin Kaepernick stand-in for a canine demonstration at a fundraiser. I mean, you're at a fundraiser. You're trying to make it fun. I mean, come on. Stuff, the world's crazy right now. You gotta, you gotta laugh a little. Come on, man. Let's, we're, lo you're, we're losing it here. We're losing it. Nothing's wrong with a little uh, comedy here. So Colin Kaepernick is famous for trashing America and launching the disrespectful kneeling craze during the national anthem. Navy SEALs are famous for bravery, courage, killing Osama bin Laden, and loving their country. Here's the video. Okay, so here's the video. It's a Twitter video. Um, it's, I can't see the seconds. So here's Billy Corbin tweeting it. Navy SEAL Museum in front of Fort Pierce used Colin Kaepernick stand-in for K-9 demonstration. Let's hit the video. I haven't seen this. Go, here comes Raven. Raven is the museum mascot. All right, Josh, he's going to probably get another dog. Here we go. Here comes Callie. Callie's the oldest dog in the field, nine years old. Josh going to pick another one. Maybe, maybe not. Here we go. Here comes Storm, young buck on the field. All right. Here we go. Can Josh take more? Here comes Oplon. Smash them. I've seen Josh with 12 dogs at one time. Wow, 12 dogs at one time once? Wow. I mean, he's just got the jersey on. They're not even saying anything about it. I mean, give me a break. They were just trying to make it a little less boring. That's all it really was. But unfortunately now, there's a million other jerseys you could put on them now. There's so many kneelers. I mean, I mean, give me a break. So they had a fundraiser. They tried to make it fun. So now, here we go. So you knew this was coming. The Navy is investigating the video. You're just saying that. They're just doing it to make a statement to shut people up. I doubt. Unless you have some hard lefty, I doubt they're, they're really going to investigate. Apparently, you can't mock idiot communists anymore, right? So here's a, here's a Fox News reported also on this. The U.S. Navy has investigated an incident in which dogs attacked Colin Kaepernick standing on a canine demonstration during the 2009. Oh, it's from 2019. Really? So they're bringing this to light because now I guess it was circulating. People were re uh, reposting it because it's people trying to laugh at something because things are so bad right now. So someone must have reported it. Some little lib hiding in his mother's basement must have been like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get these guys. They shouldn't be doing that in the military." So the Navy sent in a statement posted on Twitter that officials became aware of the video this Sunday. Kaepernick, yeah, okay, we know who Kaepernick. So someone got all bent out of shape and reported it. Boo-hoo. What do you think? Should they be doing it? I mean, it really wasn't that bad, to be honest. And like I said, if you don't laugh with everything going on right now, we need a break. You need a good laugh. Like, come on. Give me. They just want to ban everything. They just want to get rid of everything. It'll be to the point where we just, we go to work, go home, and we're not allowed to do anything. We're slaves. I mean, it's. What are we allowed to do? They want to change the name of everything. You can't do this. You can't do that. Soon enough, we're just going to be like, you're not even allowed to speak. It's out of control. So let's get into the, another Breitbart article. This is upsetting. And if you know me, you know my feelings on illegal immigration. It's called illegal immigration for a reason. It's illegal. I have no problem. This country was built on immigrants. I have no problem with legal immigration. That way, 
They're vetted. For the most part, we know who we're getting. And they waited for a long time. When you allow illegal immigration, you are letting anyone under the sun come in through our border. They do steal our jobs. They hurt people in the Spanish community and the minority community. They take them. Who do you think illegal aliens hurt the most? The poor people in this country. They take the jobs that they would do, especially the black community. They take all the surf jobs, basically. The lower jobs where you would start out uh, la uh, landscaping, uh, hotel stuff, hospitality stuff. I mean, they take all the jobs from people that would be stepping stones to moving up. Instead, we get our own people not having jobs. You can't vet these people. Some of these people are terrorists. Come, Some of them are terrorists. Some of them are rapists. Some of them are they're everything. They're villains, MS-13, everything. You get everything. The problem is you don't know. It could be China sending in people. You don't know. It could be anything. You need to vet these people. And it's messed up because you have all these good people waiting online and then these people cut the line. It's not right. Either make it legal or don't. But right now, it's illegal. And doing illegal things is not okay with me. So either change it or get him out of here. So let's get into this. More people dying over people that should. We have our own problems. Now we have people that shouldn't even be here in the first place killing people. So let's get into it. I could post one of these every day. I'm sick and tired of there having to be angel mom and dads because of illegal immigration here. So let's get into it. Fourth officer dies after a crash allegedly caused by DACA illegal aliens. A fourth law enforcement officer has died following a July drunk driving crash allegedly caused by an illegal alien who is allowed to remain in the United States on former President Obama's deferred action for childhood arrivals. Doc. Ivan Robles, a 28-year-old illegal alien from Mexico, was arrested in charge by Kerr County, Texas Sheriff's Office, on six counts of intoxication, assault with the vehicle, and three counts of intoxicated vehicle manslaughter. In July, according to police, he was driving drunk. He was drunk driving when he hit and immediately killed three members of the Thin Blue Line Motorcycle Club. A group of active duty service members, law enforcement officers, and retired officers at the time. Nine others were critically injured. Wow. So he hit a bunch of people, including 39-year-old Niles, Illinois Police Sergeant Joseph Lazo. On July 31st, the Niles Police Department announced that Lazo had become the fourth victim of the crime. So here is a post from the Niles Police Department. It is with great sadness that we report the loss of Sergeant Joseph Lazo. Sergeant Lasso passed away last night due to medical complications stemming from a motorcycle accident that occurred last week in Texas. Sergeant Lasso will be missed but never forgotten. During this difficult time, please have the Lasso family and Niles Police Department in your prayers as we try to manage emotions during this difficult time. So here's a photo. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's a cop or not. If someone doesn't belong here, I don't care if they hit a... Uh, Whatever race, whatever person with the car. If they shouldn't be here in the first place breaking the law, this should have never happened. 
And because they're allowed to do so and protected by these sanctuary cities and all these broken laws, they have blood on their hands, in my opinion. Stop protecting these people. Stop it. Follow the law. End of story. There is no argument here. I never understand the argument for illegal immigration. It's illegal. I don't support anything illegal. There is no argument. Three other victims in the crash include a 48-year-old retired officer, Joseph, I don't want to butcher his name, uh, Paglia, there we go, of Chicago, 74-year-old retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Jerry Wings Harbor of Houston, 20-something-year-old retired, 20-something, I guess a 20-year-old retired U.S. Army officer, Michael Psycho White of Chicago. Okay, that's interesting. You got three cops dead. Like I said, doesn't matter who it is. If they shouldn't be here in the first place and they take the life of somebody, I mean, you have enough of our own problems. You're just, you're making it worse. It's, it's, it's disgusting. The Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE agency confirmed that the suspect had been in the U.S. through the DACA program, a federal authority that kept him in the country despite multiple run-ins with the law. So not only was he here illegally, he's been arrested and then set free, catch and release, set free, set free, set free. And a lot of these times, and now what ha used to happen, there was a loophole in the law or they were allowed to arrest some of these guys when they went to court. So that would be the only time they can hit them and arrest them because they know they're going to be there. But now I forget what city or state. I think it was California, but don't hold me to that. I don't want to I don't want to promote fake news. I think it was California where they said, no, 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 no. Now you're not even allowed to arrest them in the court. So they're making it harder for cops to catch these guys. And at least in the courthouse. Chances are they got screened when they went in there. At least there's not going to be a standoff. They're not going to have a gun. That's probably the safest place to get them. Oh, so let them, let them, let the cops try and find him when the cops could get shot. Other civilians could be hurt. There could be a chase and people could get ran. Like, stop protecting these people. Stop protecting lawbreakers. The Democrats have a real problem with protecting people who don't follow the law. They do it with rioters. They do it with looters. They do it with this, people with the statues. How can you vote Democrat? I don't know how you can do it. There's no argument. I'm an independent. But there is no argument right now to vote the other way. You have to be crazy. You have to be crazy. So let's get back into it. At the time of the fatal crash, he had been out on bail for a 2018 case in which he allegedly hit a man with his truck. That's nice. Pitting him up against his truck and another vehicle before biting his ear off and biting his back. This guy sounds like a winner. <laughs> what is this? Holy field, the Mexican holy field. I mean, I'm trying to laugh cause it's sick, but I mean, it's out of control. I mean, if there's anyone that should be deported, it's this guy, this guy's got like a biting fetish or something. I mean, it's, it's what can you say for that incident? He was detained on a $65,000 bail. He, I don't know how he posted that bail. He posted that bail and had been waiting in trial at the time of the crash that killed, of course. So he's waiting on trial. Oh, let me commit some war crimes. He should have been held, period. I mean, is something as heinous as that? He's p hitting people with cars and biting them? I think this guy needs to be detained. I think he needs to be kept. I mean, if that guy doesn't need to be kept, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. If that didn't tell you he's psycho and he should be kept? But no, you can lock up uh, U.S. citizens for uh, 
stupid uh, marijuana offenses. But no, let this guy run the street, right? So that it. Okay, so currently he is in Kerr County Jail on five hundred thousand dollar bail. Wow, they upped it up. Like I said once again, here we go. Not being proactive. Now it's reactionary. Now it's half a million dollars. Why wasn't it higher before? Oh, it took four people to die, right? And 19 others to be hit by a car. Oh, so now it's higher. It's disgusting. Shame on who, whatever, wherever this took place. Where did this take place? Where is this? Texas. Shame on, I'm, I'm, shame on you, Texas. Shame on Texas. Really? We're going to lose Texas now? Okay, so since the DACA's inception, more than 2,100 recipients of the program have been kicked off because they were found to be criminals or gang members. Isn't that nice? So if you want to give DACA, if you want to give, listen, here's my stance on DACA. And I, I think, I really think Trump feels the same way. The kids that were, first off, what Obama did with DACA, I don't, I'm not a big constitution guy, but I don't think what he did was legal. I think, I believe it was an executive order. Well, but he allowed these people to come here. But now that they're here, I don't think you can kick out the ones that are good and the ones that have been here for however many years now. You can debate me on this. It's okay. I don't care. What does need to happen, though, is the criminals. And these, peop these people need to be sorted through and vetted. Then... They should have to earn. They should have to get back. They shouldn't be removed. The bad ones should be removed. The ones that turn out to be good and vetted should get on the back of the line for the people trying to come in this country legally, which is backlogged. But they should get back on. They should get on the back of that line. And then eventually, when that line, when they reach their turn in that line, then they can get citizenship. They should not be instantly granted citizenship. Get the bad ones out and put them on the back. Keep them in the country. Get them on the back of the, the legal line, and then they can get eventually citizenship if they remain good. Other than that, get rid of the bad ones. Get rid of them. Get rid of the bad ones. We got enough of our own bad people. So let's get into this last article, which is a doozy, and then we will send you on your way. So here we go. Another bright bar article. Steve Kerr says, objecting to kneeling during the national anthem is race baiting. So here we go. Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr went on the attack on Friday, saying that those who oppose protests during the national anthem are race baiting. Slammed those who say taking a knee during the anthem is a sign of disrespect and said that he and his supporters are attempting to eliminate racism and bigotry because kneeling for the national anthem is really going to do that. I don't understand. He, if he, these people are all about attention. Why not just kneel at halftime when there's no national anthem? Kneel at the end of the game as soon as it concludes. Or kneel at the beginning of the game before the anthem comes on. Why are you intentionally doing it when the national anthem plays? That means you hate America. Why are you doing it when the anthem's on and the flag's out? You're either doing it, number one, because you hate America, or number two, you have to get attention because you're a little crybaby and have to hijack the anthem. Do it beforehand. Because if you did it beforehand, no one would care. 
Do it once. Do it once. The first game of the season. Say whatever message. And get out of my face. People are tired of this because we're not stupid. We know it's about the flag. As these, as all these demonstrations have shown you, it's anti-American sentiment. They're all related to each other. Whether you know it or not, they're all related. It's anti-American propaganda. Stop kneeling when the song of our country is on. End of story. Do it beforehand or afterwards. Then no one would care. The problem is you need attention and you want people to get pissed off. Because if you didn't, you would do it any other time. Don't tell me it's not about the national anthem. When you do it when the anthem's on, you're insulting my intelligence. You're insulting my intelligence. You think you're stupid. You think we're stupid. All Trump supporters are stupid. We're just smelly people from Virginia, right? Oh, I could smell the people at Walmart. Oh, I could smell the people flying overhead. Look at these, these, uh, these loser Trump supporters, right? You're one and the same, man. I'm tired of all these millionaires telling me, implying that I'm stupid, that I don't know when you do something during the national anthem, you're sending a message about America. If it wasn't for the people that currently serve and the people that died before them serving our country, fighting war, war, fighting all these wars, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have a dollar in your pocket, buddy. You'd be dead or enslaved to some other country. Who do, do you think you are? Who do you think you are? In what other country can you play these sports and make all this money that you can be a basketball coach and then you used to play for the Bulls? Who do you think you are? Who do you think paid made you all that money? Americans. And then you're going to spit in our face? Oh, I'm not really spitting in your face. I spat towards your face. I didn't mean for it to hate you. Stop with the liberal word, word games. You're implying we're dumb. We know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. Kneel someplace else, buddy. Kneel someplace else. With the NBA games now in full force, as you saw, the ratings took a hit. Oh, I was cry. I could. Um, tonight, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sleep tonight. I don't. With the ratings down for MLB and NBA, I don't know how I'm gonna make it through the day. I don't know. I might. I might not wake up tomorrow. I just can't live with myself. All these America-hating bums. I just can't live with myself. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Oh, there's UFC and hockey. Oh, okay, I'll live. With NBA games now in full force, the inevitable race baiting kneeling is a sign of disrespect. Tweets are coming, Kerr tweeted on Friday. Our message is clear. We love our country, do you? And we also believe that this nation can and must do better to eliminate racism and bigotry. That is why we kneel. No, that's not why you kneel. If that was true, go kneel at a police station if you have problems with the police. Take out the problem you have on the appropriate problem if you have a problem with police why not you make some suggestions on how to do it better it's so easy for you to say that thing's garbage well how are you going to make it better sir oh i don't know but i'm going to sit there and criticize every single thing oh i don't like america well what don't you like oh you can't you you name this thing okay america's that bad why are you still here why are you still here it's about police brutality, then why are you using an NBA game and when the anthem's on to kneel? You're sending mixed messages. People aren't dumb. 
I'm so sick of this crap. That is why we kneel. Okay. Meanwhile, as Kerr claims to be working to eliminate racism and bigotry. And by the way, this isn't the first offhand comment this guy's made about this country. He's made one a couple of years ago that got me looking at him the wrong way. He continues to remain silent on the human rights abuses of China and the NBA's $4 million business partner. Last month, Kerr joined a group of other athletes in demanding that the media legitimize the Black Lives Matter movement. Kerr added his voice to a video, oh boy, I didn't see this, featuring New Orleans Saints safety Malcolm Jenkins, Muslim Olympian Muhammad, Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, that, that winner, NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. <laughs> Do you hear the names of these people? Uh, great selection. NBA player Donathan Mitchell, actor Kendrick Sampson, and others. Like in his tweet, the video Kerr joined also claimed that kneeling during the anthem isn't about the flag. Kneeling when the flag's out isn't about the flag. Hunting deer isn't about shooting deer. I, I don't know. I, I have no words. It's to the point where I, I can't take it. I can't take it. Opponents of kneeling during the flag continue to wonder if the protests aren't about the flag. Here we go. Then why kneel during the anthem if it's not if that is meant to honor the flag? Duh. <laughs> Duh. Right? I mean, really? Really? So that's the last article. Are you sick and tired of these millionaires that made money off our country, which is all fine and good capitalism, that constantly say disgusting things about our country, but number one, they don't want to leave it. They really don't want to change it because kneeling during the anthem isn't going to change anything. It's just going to make people hate you. If you really cared about your cause, you would want as many people on your side. right? If you really wanted to change something, wouldn't you want to unite everybody? But you're intentionally dividing, saying, I'm better than you. My thoughts are better than you. American spin races, built by races, built by slaves, always going to be races. That's what they're really saying to you. Because if they really wanted to fix it, they would get as many people on board their cause as they could. That's common sense. Why alienate anyone that served in this country? Why alienate police? You need, you actually should be re reaching out to the police. Because they're the ones that need to change some of this, right? If you castrate them and throw stones at them, they're more reluctant to change. They're saying, screw you, buddy. You don't tell me how to do my job. We need to be working with the police, working with the communities. But no, this is more me, 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 virtue signal. I hate America, but I'm going to use America when it's convenient for my pocketbook. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's clear as day. So hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed episode 23, I believe it is. Um, thanks for hanging out. We will be back probably Wednesday afternoon. So thanks again. I appreciate your support. See you soon, Patriots.